Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Doctor, look. Stand aside, nurse. I'm Doctor Homebrew. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Doctor Homebrew. We are here late December. It's almost a new year, fellas. It's almost 2024, not 14. And uh, I'm excited about it because I think 2024 will be just like 2023, but much worse. <laughs> For several reasons. One, it's an election you're year. You're excited <laughs> about it being worse. Well, you know what? You got to embrace the chaos, as the Joker would say. Yeah. I'm basically the Joker of 2024. That's just kind of what, what's going on. But no, we are back. we got a couple homebrews to talk about. We have a good night of homebrew podcasting. But before we get to that, I want to thank our sponsor, Five Star Chemicals. You can go to fivestarchemicals.com today. Right now, as a matter of fact, the internet is open 24 hours a day. Some would say 25 hours a day. But, you know, who am I to judge? But go over there right now and check out everything you need to know about Five Star Chemicals and their cleaning and sanitizing process, their cleaning and sanitizing products. And then while you're over there, they have a homebrew club program that you can sign up and get a bunch of cool information like um, new stuff that's coming out. You get to try new products before they hit the market. You get discounts. You get educational content from them, too. So check them out. Fivestarchemicals.com. Join their homebrew club program today. You won't regret it. I promise. Coop and Char. What's up, boys? How are you guys doing? Hey, doing Hope fine. Doing Merry fine. Christmas. <laughs> I had this strange man show up on my porch the other morning it was like nice. really disconcerting to see my 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 doorbell camera and like this guy just drops a big box at like 6 30 in the morning and, I'm just like, <laughs> and all i see is this you know his hair like kind of and then and I'll, like his face is blurry and I'm like oh yeah. that was that was sharp okay <laughs> you know, it yes, couldn't be sharp exactly. you, you said like the doorbell I, guess. I didn't want to ring the door, but it was like six o'clock it was like 6 45 7 a.m and it's a holiday yeah. weekend and you were just uh getting back from somewhere and last thing yeah. i wanted to do was wake wake everybody up i was glad your dogs didn't start barking usually i get to that the door and there's barking and i'm like you guys are all asleep i'm just gonna be the that weirdo that drops a box off at 7 a.m at your front yeah. door like isis or something yeah right because that's, that's what isis does they just drop yeah. things up and then yeah, yeah. Well, right yeah dogs bark at shark because they can smell fear <laughs> yeah. yeah you're not kidding yeah. yeah well i'm glad you didn't ring it too so that's cool we I, I <laughs> yeah. figured it out yeah. very quickly Thanks oh, for being scared of my Amazon dog. Is what delivery? Yeah. What is yeah, this? Yeah, it's just that guy. I'm going to go back to sleep. <laughs> Shit, I opened the wrong beer. Son of a bitch. Well, anyway, John, welcome to the show again, man. How you doing? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Uh, you sent us a German pills, but split two different ways, right? Is that what, is that what I got here? I sent you a German pills yeah. and a West Coast pill. A West Coast. Batches. Ah, okay. Okay, perfect. I opened the German pills. We're not supposed to be doing that, though. We're supposed to be doing the dry hop one, right? JP, come on, man. I fucked <laughs> up. Yeah, I fucked up. Hold on. It's screwed okay. up. Just push the cap back on just like I did when I judged these like two and a half hours ago. <laughs> you guys got the last five bottles in the keg. Wow. I went, to go, I went to go bottle the sixth one for me to drink during the show, and I got a half a bottle. Well, uh -huh. it's better than having none of a bottle. Uh, absolutely. Okay, I got the right beer, guys. Thank goodness. You know what I mean? John, are you a big Pilsner guy? Yeah. I yeah. seem to be going that way as I get a little bit older one later <laughs> on the palate. I seem to be going that way as I get older. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, okay. Well, you know, I will tell you that, uh, and I told Char this, and I don't know if Char told Cooper, but when I opened the box and was distributing the beers, there was some dampness, but, and there was some beer, but there was no breakage. So I think uh, maybe some maybe pushed out of the cap, which is interesting because yep. when I just opened this beer, there was no hiss. So I wonder if we might have a little bit of uh, yeah, this beer is basically well, we're getting a little preview flat, of but, our score sheets here. Yeah. So just noting that for the record. Yeah. 
But yeah, I uh, noticed the, yeah, the caps nice on this clear, are though. different from the, the one with the German pills has more of the kind of standard homebrew cap. And this looks almost like a larger format cap. It does, doesn't it? It is a little They're bit like, bigger. Uh, the wider crown cap. But I don't I'm going to be yeah. devastated if these are all oxidized <laughs> travels from Vermont, California. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you can. Yeah. Well, it's blown out, but like. That's a little bit difference in size there. Yeah. That's weird. It is. It's vi- uh, it's visible by yeah. I don't know what a millimeter or two. I don't know. Yeah, I'd see. It, it's, it looks about. I'd, I'd say it's about right. Yeah, you're the engineer, Shar. You know what's going on. Maybe a millimeter radius difference. Maybe. See, that's what I was going to say, but I didn't want to sound too smart. So. <laughs> <laughs> Leave that to you. Um, okay, well, uh, let's get into it then. What do you guys think? Let's do this thing. All right, Shar. Why yeah. don't you go ahead and go first since you already talked. All right. Well, John, yeah, thank, thanks very much for shipping this all the way from Vermont. I, I know that, you know, we, last time we had you on, I'm sure I asked the question I always ask, but because our listeners probably didn't just listen to that episode, are you in a homebrew club? I am not. I'm a lone wolf. You are a, <laughs> a, a Green Mountain uh, Republic guy, a, 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 a independent Vermonter, and that's a good thing. Vermont's a beautiful, I've been to Vermont in like 25 years. It's a beautiful place. I'd love to go back again sometime. Jason had told me when I, he dropped off the beers at my place, just what he had said about how there was a little bit of, of dampness, a little bit of beer uh, in the, in the box. Uh, I, I think there were three of these. I think Cooper had two and I had one, which is fine. Uh, and when I went to open mine, it, the cap came off real easily. Like I didn't even really need much of a, I probably could have done it by hand and not with, with a, a thing. And, they, they didn't, the edges didn't seem to be crimped down all the way. Like usually they, they're crimped down at least like this. And the edges seem to be more, more out, which probably goes with the, the cap being larger. Uh, it was a very low fill, almost just at the neck of the, of, of the bottle, not all the way at the top. So that clearly maybe it was that bottle it leaked out of. I don't know. Uh, I'll give you a preview. I didn't get oxidation. I think whatever happened pushed stuff out. And in, in whatever short time between the time we got these and the time we judged them, maybe it didn't have time to oxidize. But uh, yeah, I, a lot of that bottle, the whole neck of the bottle had come out in, in transit. So that's just, you know, it, it's the luck of the draw sometimes. And it, like with anything, you know, I don't know if you got your caps at the local homebrew store or if you had like a big bag somewhere or what. But sometimes just stuff happens where you got different caps. You know, stuff happens at the manufacturing or distribution end where sizes get mixed, especially if they're that close. So, you know, it's, it's unfortunate, but I, we still appreciate that you, you sent this out and we're still going to give you some, some good feedback on this. So the aroma I thought was fantastic. Uh, this is a fresh tropical fruit aroma that just dominates the whole thing. I didn't get oxidation or off aromas at all. So whatever, whatever happened to this, it seemed stuff got pushed out, but bad stuff didn't seem to come in. So that's, if, if it's going to happen, that's the way you want it to happen. Uh, I was, you answered before, before we kind of the introduction, these were two different batches. Uh, I was initially thinking maybe you just dry hop. You, you had the same batch and one was dry hopped and one wasn't. Uh, and that was going to be a question that I had because the hop character is so different. I was thinking, how did you get this to be so harmonious with the hops being so, so different? But the hops weren't different, uh, but it, it's a good choice. Uh, it really, it, it comes across really fruity and, and pleasant without being, you know, overwhelming or maybe, you know, double IPA like, uh, there's a malt aroma at a, a low level. Uh, again, no off aromas give the aroma nine out of 12, but the aroma was fantastic. Uh, appearance it's crystal clear. Uh, it's, you know, always hard to tell on zoom. It was to me kind of a, uh, a, a medium gold color, which is darker than expected for style. Uh, and there was zero, zero head on this at all. So appearance, one out of three uh, flavor, the, the same tropical fruit character that was in the aroma was in, in the, the flavor of this beer. Uh, it starts off at a medium level. Uh, bitterness comes up to medium and mid palate to balance. Uh, malt flavor overall was low, which is fine. Thought it was well attenuated and balanced. It was not, you know, the lack of carbonation you know, with, with any beer is going to cause some effects. And I, I think that it would have been, uh, uh, 
it would have benefited the flavor and lifted up some of the the malt character more had it been carbonated. Uh, but you know, it is what it is. I think it was still a, a solid ten out of twenty on flavor uh, for mouthfeel. Body's medium low, right where it should be. Uh, slight warming uh, that may have to do with the fact that it's the second beer that I, I tried. The warming always has a lot more to do with sequence, I, I think, than it does the it does with the actual beer itself. Unless you're judging, you know, a flight of imperial stout, in which case they're all going to be warming. It's neither creamy nor astringent. Uh, gave it a two out of five for mouthfeel, predominantly because of the lack of of carbonation. Um, overall impression, uh, four out of ten for a total of twenty six, which is still in in the good range. Um, and it's, I, I really think this was uh, something that would have been fantastic to drink had it come through carbonated the way that it should have been. Uh, you know, the I like your German pills. Uh, really well. Uh, and I, I suspect that your, you know, your process is good. Your packaging overall is good. I think you just maybe got a hold of some caps that were not quite standard, you know, probably not even realizing it because they're so close. Uh, and that had some deleterious effects on, on the product, but uh, hopefully one of these times we'll get a chance to have it or another one that you make similarly that has the, the right size cap on. And we still really appreciate you sharing that. So thank you. Very good. <clears throat> Cooper. Okay. Uh, yeah. I had two, uh, two bottles, as Char said. And um, so I, op- I, I tested one out there. After I had opened the one last night, I had the exact same experience as Brian did. The cap just kind of took itself off almost. It was just like it, no effort at all. No hiss. Um, and I went and checked one of the bottles I had in, in the, the fridge out there. And it, I w- went to see if I could rotate the, the lid. The, mm. the crown cap on the one I tested, the first one I tried, it was tight. And then so I brought out both bottles. I opened the one that was tight, but this one I can actually just rotate clean around. It's, it's, wow. Oh, you can just spin it which yeah, is with your it's not missing early any, yeah. calloused hands. I can spin it yeah. with my hand. It's not missing anything in the top here. And then, um, yeah, when I, when I opened this one, it was... It's, it's the same beer, but it's expressing itself a lot differently than the one last night. And I can, it's, it's a fresher, fresher hop aroma coming through much more brightly, but the same notes, just they were much more subdued last night. And I poured it um, similarly cold. And so it's not like warmed up or anything, or there's no, no real difference, just the cap. Um, so I'll, I'll give my impression of what, what I judged last night and versus what I'm getting uh, here now on this one. Uh, there, yeah, again, there was absolutely no hiss on the, the one last night. Wasn't sure if the cap was crimped on right. It came off, came off really easy. Uh, in the nose, I got a pleasant perfumey, floral, and lemony hop character at a medium low level. I would say this is more towards medium to medium high on my, this sample. It just is expressing itself much more brightly. Low cracker-like, fairly neutral malt. That's the same. Uh, neutral yeast with no sulfury notes, no obvious fruitiness. It seems cleanly fr- fermented with no DMS. I likewise didn't get any um, oxidation, no diacetyl. Um, the aroma, you know, last night, it, I just said it's light, but it's inviting. It was just kind of subdued. Um, I think that, you know, fresh hop aromas are probably one of the first things that's, that's going to fade with a little, little bit of oxidation. You might not go straight to paper or cardboard uh, but it is going to very much dull that that bright aroma um appearance wise it's a light yellow straw color you know kind of towards dark straw um invite uh, a great um clarity to it it's real real really well clarified um on that one i looked at last night it just it, and this one if you look at it it's still holding up the head last night it fell and it had this kind of oily Odd, kind of glassy looking bubbles and oily look to it maybe i thought perhaps from the hop oils but it was just a low white head that just faded almost immediately after pouring so um weird. it did push up a little head so it wasn't completely non-carbonated it was just very um limited carbonation left in it um so yeah i gave it a two out of three for appearance last night but i'd probably give this one a three out of three um had a very low head and this one's holding up fine it's actually pretty good retention i've been you know brian went through his whole sheet mine still has somewhat of a head cover here yeah it's um, uh, yeah. 
I just didn't have any head at, at all. It's just, um, I, yeah. Yeah. You were, you were Um, lucky to have some. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Um, in the flavor, that's got a nice low maltiness with a clean crackery white bread like note. Um, last night I noted it was a bit light in flavor overall. The hops came out just slightly over the top of the malt, but in this case, the malt is still fairly neutral and, and base malt white bread like, but the hops are coming through much more pleasantly, much more cleanly and brightly, getting that a lemony little, uh, you know, very nice citrusy, um, little resin, some perfumey, uh, you know, floral notes in there too. Really nice hop character and a, a little tropical, like Brian said. Yeah, I would say I would adjust this up probably a couple points. I gave it 12 out of 20 for, for flavor. Um, so the balance is to the hops and a little bit more so in this, in this case, um, it finishes dry. I got a light, lightly minerally water quality, um, and, and, um, a pretty good hoppy aftertaste in this one. It, it does the hops linger nicely over the clean malt that's here. The bitterness is low and out of the way. Um, and so I probably bumped that out to a, up to a 14 or, or so for flavor 14 or 15 even it's actually quite pleasant the way it is now i could i could probably drink this whole bottle but we have a lot of other beers to get to um <laughs> light bodied uh in the, in the mouthfeel uh within the lighter end for style i would say that holds here no astringency or harshness uh it was lacking uh what i kind of <laughs> like in a good pilsner is a kind of a crisp quality it's refreshing and 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 you know but when it has low CO2, it's just kind of dulled and flat. It, it tastes like flat beer. You know, it just, it, it, it feels like flat beer in your mouth. It doesn't excite you the same way that a good level of carbonation will do. Um, and also, you know, going back to the flavors and aromas in the previous sections, it's not pushing those as well. Man, it's a big difference. I'm noticing a lot. So I would give it another point, at least for mouthfeel here too. So I, I'm up at least. Uh, Four, four points so far, five points, you know, if I come up an overall impression. Um, overall, it was, you know, uh, oh, no warmth noted. Um, so, yeah, it was just kind of good middle road, light pills. Well, um, it's a well-crafted hoppy lager with a pleasant flavor and aroma character that is there. Um, it was lacking the CO2 to really push those good aromas out. I wanted a hoppier presentation. Now I've gotten that. Um, this does, it did seem watery with almost no life to it due to the lack of proper carbonation. And this is a different animal. I said it would be a different animal with that dialed in. Um, but I still think the hops need upping a little bit. I don't know that I'd say that now. I think that even it's the same exact beer with the right carbonation and didn't lose anything in the bottle and travel all that way and spill out in the, in the box. I don't, I don't know that it needs more hops. They're coming through just fine. Yeah, the the flavor hops, I think even the bitterness hops are at a great level. Yeah. So I, I was landing at like low 30s on the one last night, uh, like a 32, I would say. And I would go up, honestly, probably to like a 38 on this one. It's it's cool. It's right there. It's just a little, you know, if you want it to play really light and uh, refreshing and, um, you know, almost no, you know, no body, <laughs> not no body, but you, you know, it's very light bodied, very dry and, um, you know, pushing some really nice hop flavors. So I think 38 is fair uh, on this sample. And there's some, there's a clear difference. I, I'm enjoying this a lot more. Cool. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm glad, that, glad you got that. Coop. Let's see what yeah, JP got. <laughs> um, yeah, my beer is, is flat. I mean, yeah. you know, one here I'll, I'll pour it into the glass, um, you know, not to belabor the point. Right. But, there's just like nothing. Yeah, like we're not beating you up, John. Really, bit. honestly, yeah, we're not for sure. Oh, no, no, I'm I'm just fascinated by it. So there's a little bit, and then it kind of comes out, and it's you know, it looks like um, it looks like the first pour you would get off a draft system when the beer's been sitting overnight. You're like, God, I really want to taste this cold, and you know, with a little bit of pressure, and that that's how it tastes to me. Um, it tastes great. The only like honestly, I I <clears throat> disappointed in the fact that there's no carbonation in it because otherwise it smells great. It tastes good. I mean, it's yeah. a very good tasting beer and I'm very disappointed yeah. that, um, that there's no, uh, there's no carbonation to like really give it that, 
that pop. It's just cold yeah. malt water at this point. But yeah, I think I, Coop. I think yeah. Coop's right that if we all had that the bottle like he had that had some carbonation in it, we'd yeah. all be landing in high thirties with this. And oh, I, easily, I, yeah. I thought easily. JP, you would like the the hops level the way I tasted it last night because the way I'm tasting <laughs> it now, it's like. You would say, oh, this is so overhopped, but it's, it's... See, there you go. It might be good. Know. I'll give it a 42 right now. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just, it's it's that very, it's that fruity, almost like um, like vitamin C chewable fruit, yeah. It's which which it, to me is a compliment. It's like candy fruit, but not candy because it's not really that sweet. But uh, yeah, it's very, it's very good. Um, you know, as it is right now, if that came across, I'd probably go like, I don't know, 30. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. What, what do you, what do you mark off for carb for no carbonation? Everything's perfect, but it's something like this. Let's say this came across your judging table. I know you already gave them a score, but like everything else would be great. If there was no carbonation, you would get, or if there was carbonation, you would give it a 40. What would you, what do you take off for carbonation? It depends on how it affects the flavors and the aromas. And yeah. I, mm-hmm. I kind of went through for me how it did. I hope it yeah. made sense to everybody listening. Yeah. You know, it did make a big difference in the, Parent and not in the uh, well in the appearance, also in the flavor. So I would come up a point in the appearance. I would come up two or three points in the flavor. I would come up a point or two in the mouthfeel and a point in the overall impression. That adds up to like I, I I'm six points above, you know where I was. Maybe even you know seven if you add up all those little fine points. And it's okay. just a yeah. point here, a point there, but it adds up to a big difference. So yeah, six or seven points, yeah. probably fair. It really depends. Some styles are not going to be detracted from as much. If you have a, a mild that didn't get, you know, oxidized, well, it's not that carbonated anyway. <laughs> yeah, it's old, old ale. Yeah, it's not going to be a big deal. It isn't going to be that big a deal. But I mean, it will still affect it. It'll play right. a little differently. But it, right. you know. I would say mid 30s for me, even no carbonation. Okay. Because it's that good. I mean, it's, it tastes very good. And yeah, the caps, I'm interested to know where you got them. I know working at more beer more than once. We got caps from the supplier that either they screwed up on and we caught after we bagged a bunch of, or, uh, you know, people are like, oh, I don't have this, but I have this one. And the, someone who was doing the ordering didn't really know. Uh, like, yeah, I guess it's fine. There? And it's like, cause they have like a millimeter difference in caps. Yeah. There's, the I, I looked this like, up yeah. while Cooper was, was judging. Uh, I was paying attention to you too, Coop, but, uh, yeah. there's <laughs> the U S bottle caps are 26 millimeter. European size are 29 millimeters. So it's almost right. That's a one millimeter, one and a half millimeter radius difference. And I I guessed it was a one millimeter difference. So I was, was, well, kudos to me, but uh, (laughs) no, it's what like the 29 millimeters are also for like wine bottles, champagne bottles. If you cap those, which are a little bit bigger diameter than a a beer bottle. So that's probably somebody mixed up a 29 and a 26. On on the the cap, you can kind of see the ridge in the middle. That's where the, the, the bottle sits right the top of the bottle yeah. but the the cap is just bent around it yeah. it's curved around and so you know you can see the 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 indentation and then even in the, in the on the inside it's harder to see on the camera but there's that yeah. uh the the oxygen barrier and then it has that white border around it that was essentially underneath the lip or at least on the edge of the lip of the bottle yeah, so yeah, yeah they're just they're just too big the, the silver one is a standard cap. And this one, look how far, much farther down it comes if you're looking yeah. watching us. On, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, you know, on Facebook, but or on, on the YouTube later. Yeah, whatever. Uh, it's a big difference. We're, yeah. we're YouTubers. Uh, but yeah, I, I think of those <laughs> bottles that have the, a cork in it and then like a, you know, and then a Corking, cap yeah. over the cork. That's like that. That's kind what of it cap. Is. Yeah. I'm yeah. so sorry, John, that only one of those survived well. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad one made it. It's <laughs> a really good <laughs> I beer. love it. I love the beer. It is wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. It's great beer. It's great beer. Um, and, all right. Well, let's, yeah. let's talk about it. Curious let's, how old um, it is and all of that too, but yeah. Yeah. When'd you uh, brew this? So I brewed it on October 24th. And so I bottled those two weeks ago. Two wow. Weeks see, ago. it's, it's really fresh. Yeah. Um, and I told Brian that I had reached out to a brewer in the Bay Area, after getting one of his beers here in in uh, Vermont, it was a uh, West Coast Pills, and I was like, "Holy crap, this is so different, so refreshing, so light compared to all the Vermont hazy IPAs we get around here." <laughs> so I reached out to him, and I was like, "Hey, can you help me with this?" He just gave me a uh, master class on what to do. So I basically followed everything as much as I could to what he said. Um, this is. 
bring up the recipe. So it's a 10 gallon recipe and it was a hundred percent Weirman pills. He recommended uh raw North star pills. I, I did. I couldn't get that. So I used what I had. Um, it's a hundred, hundred percent mosaic hop. So, oh. uh, a 60 minute edition for about 10 IBUs and then a Whirlpool edition, um, about 27, 28 IBUs. And that's at 180 degrees. Um, and then fermented with, uh, 3470, uh, at, uh, 55 degrees, I believe did of that. Um, uh, and then after terminal three days after terminal, I dry hop, um, pounding, uh, just over a pound of mosaic. Wow. Oh. So this is 100% mosaic. Yeah. Wow, that's really interesting. And he suggested dropping the cone uh, after 24 hours continuously. And I, I have a firmzilla, or beer sells them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm able to collect whatever is in the cone of the firmzilla. And I would do that every day and get the hops out of the fermenter. I think it was, uh, that was kind of key in keeping that vegetal flavor out of there yeah because that they were on the the beer was on the hops so the hops was on the beer for seven days before i old crashed egg. um no that is a, it, the, that dry hopping i mean i i there's there's i can find zero fault with the flavor of the hops or that aroma whatever you did there's no vegetal character it came across really amazing despite some of the the difficulties with packaging and transit uh and i keep keep doing that man that gave you some fantastic results. Yeah. The other big thing that, um, that I talked about with him was pH. And, um, so, I mean, besides just the mash pH getting that in range, uh, I use lactic acid because it's the strongest acid I've been able to get, um, in the liquid form. And he adjusts the, his, uh, whirlpool down to 5.05, uh, before he knocks out. And I had to use more than double the amount of lactic acid than I normally use to get my mash down in the whirlpool. It was a obscene amount of, of acid to the point where I emailed them. I was like, you're just like, is this all right? Is this uh, <laughs> just make a kettle sour? Yeah. What's going ten, on? Ten gallons yeah. beer here. <laughs> and he was like, his response was basically like, you can't get like a stronger phosphoric acid. And then he, yeah. so, they use phosphoric acid because he doesn't like the way lactic tastes. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and you can I use a lot get... less for phosphoric. It, it, it comes down much faster. Yeah. Right. Um, and I just think, like, since it, the carbonation got up to level F, like, when I kegged it, the beer was awesome. Oh, I love it. Did it have any hop burn but, at first or no? No. Just clean. No. And, yeah. I, I um, gelatin find it and. Yeah, just straight into the keg. Yeah. Um, you can buy phosphoric acid from our, our friends at Five Star Chemicals. There you go. As an FYI. I have, okay. Yes, I'm going to look into that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, and, and his carbonation, he said he, see here, carbonates up, I think, 2.75 volume, but uh, yeah. I'm not going to go through, but something like that. Cool. Uh, yeah, like 6%. A little bit higher than I was shooting, but. Oh, wow. It doesn't taste like it. Yeah, it's really... No, not at all. And even without the carbonation, it doesn't taste like it. You know, carbonation can sometimes, um, you know, hide that, at least for me sometimes. And, uh, yeah, just even flat, (laughs) you know, and cold. Um, Doesn't taste like that at all. That's great. You know what, frankly, slightly higher alcohol to me goes along with the West Coast theme. Yeah, you've got a lager that's got more hops than usual. It's got slightly more alcohol than usual. You know, it's thematic. It's okay. Yeah, right. I was just going to say a lot of these West Coast ones, they'll push up into, you know, higher pale ale, almost IPA strength or yeah. sometimes yeah. even Don't get just me started. IPA strength. And yeah. it's, uh, you know, if they play it right, it, it tastes okay. It's a strong lager, but it tastes really good. And there's a nice hoppiness to it. It's playing towards that IPA side of the field without, you know, and, you know, without seeming like a, you know, IPL or something. Yeah. It's um, a good. clean. So besides clean the, uh, Besides the carbonation, because um, we don't we don't really get these at all around here. What what do you think I could do to improve beer? It's a tough question because, like we were talking about earlier, 
the effect of the lack of carbonation is kind of so pervasive on on aroma and on flavor that I think it's difficult to say what you would improve in other ways. But I think it's an, a really encouraging sign that we all agree that the aroma, the hop aroma is fantastic. There's no vegetal. The hop flavor is fantastic. Uh, and, and I don't know. I mean, it, it seems to me, Coop, I, I, I'd be curious what you think about that. It, but it's to me, I, I would have a hard time suggesting anything else for you to do until that gets fixed. Yeah. Well, I guess I have to rebrew it then. Uh, yeah. You have to do it again and send us some more. Yeah. yeah with 26 millimeter you, caps. Sorry to make you rebrew the beer. That was good. Yeah. So you can oh, have more oh. of it. That sucked. Man. The caps. Yeah. So one yeah. thing uh, we talked about when he was um, getting ready to send the beer and the question came up of how to categorize it. And um, I pointed him to the style entry suggestions page of the, the BGCP website, which, uh, you know, suggests entrance enter it, which we judged it as a 34B, as a, a mixed style beer. Uh, so, it, And calling it a German pills with dry hopping is what mm. Ford basically suggests there. Uh, you know, similar for like Italian pilsners and those kind of things. There's, um, it's just a, a European pilsner with, with dry hopping. And, you know, if you want to declare the kind of dry hops, or you, you, could, you can declare it as just a, a pills without saying German pills. You could say whatever you want there. If it's a mixed style, you can kind of just give it a, you know, a description of like, okay, it's this with that. Um, that's maybe an underutilized category. And I don't know that every judge is going to get it right. If you call it a West coast pills, you know, there's, there's nowhere, it's hard to find a place to enter it somewhere else other than like in the specialties. So, yeah. um, it's probably the a way to go, <laughs> but if you enter it as a regular German pills, it's going to be way too hoppy. And if you just, you know, don't give enough description, they might not get it. Also, what I think is if someone comes in, okay, this is a German pills with dry hopping, expecting all the same things that you get in a German pills. I mean, granted, it was fermented with German lager yeast, the Weinstein strain, uh, but it doesn't scream like, wow, this is like a German lager. It's, to me, lighter bodied, the hops push up over the top of the malt, so you don't get as much of that nice crackery, um, rich malt. So from a judge's perspective, yeah. not necessarily, I wouldn't, I don't think it would make this beer better. It tastes really good the way it is. You know, you having a little more of that, um, you know, that kind of ready, rich, uh, malt character, the pills malt character shine through would make it say German pills a little better, but for what it is, it, I understand West coast pills. And I understand, you know, poppy pills, that kind of thing. This is this is right in the territory for that, and I know, you know, some of the breweries here in in the East Bay that brew these kind of beers, they do a really good job with them. So, kudos to them, and it's really nice that they were able to share some information yeah. with you and um, let you have have some of the, the secrets to make a really good one. I'd like to learn better how to do that myself. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds like managing your hop plant matter is is one of the clutch uh, elements of that. So that's cool to know, and the pH thing too. Like, there's no dark malts at all in here so you you know if you don't adjust your ph downward uh it's it's not going to be as bright and and crisp i don't think it's going to be old i think that i think that north star pills is actually a, a, has less character than the the wireman i think that's why a lot of the brewers are shying away from the german malts for these beers yeah Going with a, a north american uh just straight pills or malt yeah, I did. Yeah, I did kind yeah. of notice like Pilsner malt does have kind of a perfumey character, and this was not quite as perfumey as like I you might expect from a Pilsner. But I also thought maybe that had to do with the you know the packaging or so forth. But yeah, I I, I agree with 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 Brian. And I was I, I understand your thought process. I've never heard of North Star Pilsner before. The RAR. <laughs> yeah, uh, I heard the RAR. Maybe North- just always call it RAR. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, I. Honestly, I think I'd have to go look it up, but I believe it's a lighter version of their standard pills. Well, I could be wrong, or it could be a interesting. It's different. It's different. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's good enough, man. <laughs> could be more robust. It yeah. could be lighter. I'm not really sure, but it. Um, he, yeah. he was very big on. It. Another thing that a judge might knock this down if they're being a nitpick about it too would be the alcohol content if they detected that. 
you know, being towards 6%. I didn't really detect it in this one, but anyone else entering a 6% fear, you can't just assume that a judge is going to understand, oh, this, you know, German pills, why is it six, six and a half percent? You know, whereas if you understand the West Coast, uh, you know, hoppy lager, hoppy pills, you'll, yeah. it, you'll understand it just fine. So it's, it's, yeah. it's getting more, you know, it's getting very popular out here. I don't know if, if you get many of them in other parts of the country there or in the middle of the country, uh, but hey, homebrew one and explore them, get, you know, come visit us out here. Find yeah, out. If yeah. you have great local ones there, you know, wherever you are, love to talk about those too. And, sure. and yeah. Um, all right. Well, if that's it with this beer, let's take a break. And John, you're staying on here to talk about your German pills coming up next, right? Yeah. Sounds good. cool. All right. So let's take a break, everyone. We'll come right back here with some more Pilsner, which is uh, always my favorite thing to do here on Dr. Homebrew. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. What's up, homebrewers? Hey, let me ask you a question. You spend a lot of time making your beer taste the way you want it to, right? Some of you even send beers into Dr. Homebrew for feedback. Well, the next logical step in your creativity is to craft some labels for those beers. And there's nobody better at creative labels than Grogtag. Their easy-to-use designs let you turn out some pretty amazing stuff like labels, bottle caps, coasters, even six-pack carriers with minimal effort on your part. They have a range of label sizes that fit any vessel you can think of. Bottles, cans, growlers, kegs. Grogtag has you covered. Head over to grogtag.com today and check out their line of amazing, fully customizable templates and get your beer looking its best. Grogtags are water-resistant, reusable, and will have your naked bottles looking great in no time. That's grogtag.com and be sure to use code BNARMY at checkout to save 10% on your order. I'm sorry to tell you this, but we're going to have to pour you out. Back to Dr. Homebrew. Hey, thanks for sticking around, everybody. We are back here with John, and he has a German pills for us. But before we do that, Matthew in the chat is talking about North Star Pills. And he says, in terms of sensory, North Star Pills has more, quote, sweet attributes versus the more grainy and crackery attributes found in raw premium. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Thank you. So, thanks for that, Matt. I appreciate that. Which, yeah, I mean, that would definitely lend well to a like a that sort of West Coast or American style Pilsner, you know, change it up just a little bit, but still, but it still has that like attack of a, of a European Pilsner malt. You know what I mean? Maybe not the the perfumey, but it still has that bright that brightness that you want. Um, okay, so this is a German pills. Is this a beer you've you've done a few times before, John? Yeah, done a handful of these. Okay. I like Sweet. Yeah, they're they're great, man. They're absolutely great. Uh Cooper, why don't you dive into this one, buddy? Okay. This one had a nice hiss upon opening, so no problem there at all. And the, the cap looked right on the on the lid. It, it had a little pressure when you opened it. And I did judge them in this order last night. So I was like, oh, oh, let's see how a second beer does. These caps look different. <laughs> it was just fine. Yeah, right away the head was like two inches long when I or tall when I poured it yeah. just now. I'm like, yeah. okay, yeah, here we go. This so guy this, knows what yeah, he's doing. This one has that night that pleasant German pills malt character right up front at a medium level, uh, mixed with a medium floral hop. I'm getting some faint sulfur in here, but it's in line with what you can get in a you know uh, good well-brewed lager then that, that sometimes you get a little sulfur poking out and sometimes that blows off after a little while but um seems appropriate no diacetyl or acetaldehyde uh it's clean seems just a touch on the hoppy side for style perhaps um getting a little more of that you know a bigger floral component in there uh but it's really pleasant what what is there um but yeah it's it's kind of blending with that with that malt nicely um appearance wise is appropriately you know a light yellow color um with a medium medium high lasting white head of mostly fine foam like you pointed out it's it sticks around pretty well on this <laughs> um finer foam good you know good consistency very um uh, very clear beer brilliantly so uh you know just about perfect for appearance you can't not give it three out of three for that and i was at uh 10 out of 12 for aroma flavor wise. Again, um, that clean German pills, malt flavors in there at a medium level. Um, it does have a firm, you know, 
medium to medium high bitterness, uh, or, or you know, not medium, but medium, medium high, I guess you could say. Sometimes I go crazy with the splitting of hairs. Um, but clean lagering, evident, uh, medium flowery hop notes, balances even in the flavor. It's, you know, unlike in the aroma, I guess that um, the hops won by a bit there, but here it's pretty even. Um, the beer is quite dry. Uh, Pills malt and floral hops when you're in the aftertaste together, not getting any DMS or, or any off flavors, uh, very cleanly lagered. Um, in the mouthfeel, it's a medium light body beer without much of an edge. There's nothing biting or harsh here, um, you know, despite having a fair amount of bitterness. Um, and uh, medium, medium high carbonation is it's sticking around pretty well. And it is perky, not getting any warmth or creaminess or astringency. Uh, it's, you know, pretty much where it should be for mouthfeel. Um, but four out of five there. Overall impression, it was a very clean and enjoyable term of pills, nicely lagered and um, a well-designed recipe. Uh, I think it could use just a touch more uh, sulfate if you want to let the hops play with that kind of flinty edge that some of these have. But it's good as it is. I wouldn't go crazy with that either. Um, go too wild with minerals and Brian will tell his rock story. Um, <laughs> Good, good. Someone, someone should just mail me some rocks to lick sometime on the air. That'll be like one of our our, 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 our second segment. I'll be like, I'll lick different kinds of rock and tell you what I think. Okay, here we go. That's good, man. Yeah, if we had a Patreon, that would be Patreon. Content right there. <laughs> Getting a little more of a buttery quality in the flint versus the obsidian here. Um, if we can raise $5,000 on Patreon, but we now in the end of the year, I will lick every rock you send me. That's right. <laughs> Patreon.com slash ears up. Go ahead. I just cut my tongue on this quartz. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I really appreciated the good. I mentioned the good carbonation level because it was different from the other <laughs> bottle that we that just tasted. The bottling technique seems great. Uh, a very tasty beer and very pretty. Uh, I landed at a 39 on this one. I thought it was, it was excellent. So yeah. do what Brian thinks. Right, Definitely. Sure. Well, I am uh, not going to ask you about your homebrew club again in the same episode. That would be weird. Um, it's a uh, bottle inspection. It's funny. I, I drank this one first. Uh, and you know, it sh- Appropriate size, gentle hiss, appropriate fill, no sediment. Uh, and it was, you know, whatever, uh, you know, probably the right size cap. So that, that was helpful. Uh, aroma, I got medium spicy or noble hop aroma, medium malt aroma. It's funny, we were talking about Pilsner malt, and I had made a specific note, less uh, perfumey than some examples of Pilsner malt, but still appropriate and pleasant. Uh, so it kind of, uh, I, I was, I, was I looking forward into time or what was happening with that? I, I don't know. I was just writing down what I, what I sensed. Uh, I thought it was, was crisp, no off aromas, uh, uh, eight out of 12. Appearance, three out of three. Uh, you know, I've, had mine sitting out for a while, so my the head is is long gone. But it was a very large head at first. Uh, white fine bubbles uh, settled somewhat quickly, but it was very persistent. Uh, this beer is crystal clear, straw color. It's really an exemplary lager. This is what you would you're pouring a homebrew lager. You hope it looks like this. Uh, so it was even my wife who hates beer was uh, sitting in the living room with me while I was judging this, and she looked at that and said, "Wow, that's crystal clear." So. Uh, even non-beer drinkers appreciated how how clear that that sample was. Uh, flavor, uh, initial malt flavor is uh, was low, but it was interesting. It built up to sort of a medium level and mid palate, as did the hot bitterness. Uh, and the balance is slightly toward bitter, which is fine for Pilsner. Uh, it wasn't overwhelming. It's more just a slight slight tilt toward bitterness uh, for me. Uh, it was well attenuated. Finish is long and pleasant and balanced. Uh, the as with the aroma, it didn't have quite the perfumey Pils malt character, but it's still Pilsner malt. Uh, and there's no obligation that you know th- this is a, a style. There are a range of ingredients. Not everyone has the taste identical. Not everyone has to have that Pilsnery perfumey character leap out of the glass at you to be a Pilsner beer. So I, I enjoyed the flavor a lot. I give that 15 out of 20. Uh, mouthfeel, body is medium low, 
Uh, carbonation was, I thought, on the low end, kind of medium low, which is less than expected for style. Uh, the the bitterness to me provides a little bit of the bite that's missing from the carbonation, but still, I think that if uh, it's not warming, airtight, or, or it was astringent or creamy, uh, it certainly it was airtight enough to retain carbonation. Uh, you know, a four out of five mouthfeel. I fundamentally, you know, I think we were talking before about bottling out of a keg. Uh, looking at the bottle, there's no sediment. It's bottled out of a keg. We've. I won't belabor the point on this show because we've we've talked at talked ad nauseum on the show about how hard it is to retain the carbonation when you bottle out of the keg. Yeah. Uh, you know, I I think this is a a great beer. Uh, you know, getting a little bit more carbonation would take this over forty. I gave an overall impression of seven for a total of 37, which is very good. Uh, and I think maybe just a little bit more carbonation uh, might easily push this up to, you know, 40. Uh, and that's, we talked about that in the last segment a little bit about how carbonation can have kind of percolate through, you know, here, I think the aroma, you know, you got a good score for aroma, a good score for flavor uh, that might just give that little bit of additional push to get up to, to 40 on this beer. Um, and I made a couple of notes about, I'm curious what malt you used. Uh, and I suspect it's going to be that raw North star that you used in the, the other one, but you know, I, I'll be curious to find out. Uh, you know, I think that the, for this one, to me, that's the one variable that is really hard to deal with when you're bottling off a keg. But if you can get that nailed, I think this can easily be, you know, 40, 41, 42 point beer, just as it is with no other modification. So Excellent. Thank you for sharing. I really enjoyed this. And I'm going to finish this, uh, the last of this bottle that I can sit in front of me. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, I, I like say, it as well. I think yeah. that it's uh, just, just to give my two cents for a second, yeah. I, I, there is like a, I don't know, like a creaminess that's not, that I don't really think is supposed to be there. It's sort of at the top end for some reason. I don't know why I taste weird things sometimes, but like the, the malt's good. It's aggressively bitter and that's all good. And then there's like a, there's like a, a creaminess where there's, there's a point where they sort of blend together. Um, and then there's a lot of like acidity to it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, 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 I would go 39. Okay. There you go. One thing I will say too, is that the carbonation on these on a German pills can vary from medium to high. So yeah. it doesn't need to be mm. pushing like half a bison level carbonations you know three three volumes or something you know two and a half oh, no i and I, so. I agree but i to me mine mine was like medium low in carbonation it yeah. was down mine i i got the impression to me i perceived that to be less than medium carbonation but i i agree with it, it doesn't have to have to leap out of the glass to be a pilster uh, yeah as you're perceiving it i you know to me i just i kept seeing that head just you could, and it's easily roused and it kept sticking around for a good long while but that's also to do with proteins and stuff but I just, I had the impression of like a medium towards medium high carbonation myself. So we disagreed there a little okay. bit, but it's just like one side or the other of that. Yeah. And I wonder if it's also an issue of the 29 millimeter caps, perhaps like we talked about in the last segment. I wonder if this could also be maybe a, a tiny, maybe if there's some effect of that with this, I, I don't know. These are the standard caps though. These okay, are the regular good. ones. Okay. Good, so, good, good. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, I'd love to hear the recipe and what you did. Um, yeah, please. Yeah. Uh, so this was uh, 90, 90% Pilsner malt and 10% uh, acidulated malt to oh. get my mash down and hit five two in the mash. And then uh, bittered with um, German Magnum at 60 for 24 IBUs and then uh, whirlpooled with this is ten gallon batch. Uh, Wait, John, let's back up. For, not, 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 I'm sorry yeah. to interrupt you. When you said the mash was five two, did you measure it at five two, or did you add that five two chemical to no. get it to be at no. five two? I measured it at five two. Okay, good, good. Sorry about that. I just wanted. I was. How you said no, that? I wanted to make sure it was clear for the audience and and me. Yeah, and actually, this is good because I brewed this beer after the West Coast Pills and ah. um, the I I had made the comment about I had to add so much extra um, acid than I normally do in the mash. Like, why aren't you using acid malt? And so I picked up some acid malt. I had to use a lot more than expected with my water, but anyway, so here we are. So, um, and I wonder if that's what I'm tasting. 
I wonder if that weird that that, that does ten percent acidulated malt would that affect the flavor at all? Oh yeah, yeah. Gonna be a little, a little sharper, a little yeah. more attack to, to it. Okay, gonna accent. Yeah, maybe that's what maybe that's what I'm getting. Yeah, it's it's a good. I mean, I haven't tasted any out of the blue for a long time, but yeah, I mean, anytime you add an ingredient at a ten percent level, you're gonna it's going to taste like something. It's going to add something to the beer. Well, and a lot of times too, the acidulated malt isn't like they magically make it more acidic. They spray acid uh, on the shit. It's, you know, uh, it's just, uh, it's acidulated malt. Right. They, they take regular malt and, and, and make it more acidic by using acid. Mm. So, you know, you could, I, I think having it in the mash, you know, if you're going to, if you want to get to a certain pH, which a five two is a good goal for you know for beer like this, um, you know that's it's on the the lower end. You can go up to you know five three five four if you want, but um, yeah, it's you know the acidulated malt gets you there, but adding acid to your mash will get you there too in a similar way. So it's you know an easy hand on either one would probably be uh, well. Is one know. better than the other? Because I mean, the acidulated malt you're not controlling. It's not necessarily like pilsner malt you know right or, or, or maybe you, you some, don't know what base malt it is and so would maybe that has an effect on the flavor of the beer also at that amount when i've used this like a german acid malt it probably is just pills malt with mm. acid maybe i don't know yeah. if you use the same one but yeah, yeah i use it once in a while it was wireman pills wireman pills for malt okay, okay. wireman wireman right. pills malt okay acidulated yeah, yeah. Mm. so so um yeah, my understanding, I mean, my chemistry dates back a while now, but <laughs> I would assume that all the acid that's on the malt is going to disassociate into the mash and basically become the same exact thing as adding lactic acid to the mash. So I thought that's what they were spraying on the malt to create acidulated malt, but I could be wrong. Yeah, I mean, te- sure. technically, the for Reinheitsgebot purposes, you know, in Germany, they would essentially you know, if you if you mash and you let this malt just kind of sit out there's enough lactic acid bacteria on the husks it'll start growing it's kind of like making a kettle sour in a way and then right. it'll it'll get acidy i mean maybe some places you spray it maybe they do it in germany now but back in the day that was how they got around right heights was well we're not adding anything to malt really we're just putting it over here and letting it get acidic and then we're adding it in to change our ph uh so, I mean, where was I going with this? I'm, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think the, the point is that it's, it's in there and it's dissolvable just like anything else that's, you, you want to, with malt, you're trying to convert the starch and then dissolve the sugar. The lactic acid ideally would dissolve into your, so, the solution of your malt. Uh, at least, you know, not all of it's ever going to because of just how diffusion works and everything else. But ideally, a lot of it will. And that's why you're putting it in. So, yeah, I don't know. That's I, I'm not a biochemist. I again, my chemistry is a long way behind me too. And weirdly, most of what I know about chemistry comes from from home brewing and LED lighting. Uh, but that's, that's just it, it is it is two two very different things, but both involve a lot of you know molecules and atoms and mixing stuff up. All right, yeah, <laughs> LED lighting. Okay, let's let let's let John continue with his recipe. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, John. Oh, you guys there? Yeah. We're here. Yeah. Oh, sorry. We lost our audio. I, I derailed this real good there for a second. Well, yeah, it does say um, I found a link that says Weirman acidulated malt is produced by using lactic acid, which is generated by on grain natural occurring lactic bacteria. I don't know. Yeah, that's I don't know what that that might be a translation. <laughs> Yeah, that, that sounds weird. So contains, not adding it says it, it contains a natural lactic acid. There you go. Derived from unhopped beer wort. So they, they take acidified beer wort and they acidulate the malt with that. So that's actually Reinheit's boat. So that's cool. That's kind of neat. Oh. Um, all, all right, John, go, uh, finish your uh, recipe, please. Uh, so uh, German Magnum at 60 minutes for 24 IBUs and then um, middle through was uh, Whirlpool at, uh, you know, 205 or 210, whatever, 
uh, for 20 minutes. And that was uh, a half a pound for 20 IBU. Mm. Okay. What do you think? So I'm just like, I'm going to sip a little bit of the, the poppy pills here too. And like the, you know, I think you're just rubbing the it hops in that you, are have very a car- different. you have a carbonation. Ho- I'm just interested because it's just one of the, the main differences between these two recipes is just the hops and using yeah. instead of, you know, uh, what was it? Uh, Magnum. Hollertown or. Yeah. Uh, so the other thing is this one, uh, my, I, I overshot big time and this one ended up clocking in at 5.8%. Supposed to be oh, 4.8. Uh, yeah, so that might be part of the creaminess. I think yeah. the alcohol. It's really um, good. I I like it right. a lot. I I would, you know, dial that alcohol back a little bit, and you know, make you know, make sure yeah. you carbonate the bottles you send into a competition. But this is a great recipe. It's really nice. Yeah. and I think you're doing everything right. You've got a lot of good tools at your disposal, uh, conical, and you know, um, was this like, again the the what was the the yeast on this one? Thirty four seventy. It was yeah. I repitched, collected the yeast and pitched it. Oh, okay, perfect. I wonder. Yeah, it seemed a little hoppy to me, but you know, not like oddly so. But sometimes you get a little hop carryover from the yeast, which has <laughs> been through all that dry hopping. But well, or, well, you pulled the yeast off I, before. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but it had a fair amount of hops in the in the beer beer. Yeah, oddly about the same amount this one. Similar. Okay. Just a different hop. 40, 40 something IBUs. Okay. Whatever. So. Cool. Just yeah. Different hop. To me, like the ones I drank tonight, both really good beers. I went back to the hoppy pills and it's still really nice and I bet. Dry and, and um uh, nice nice character. Yeah. John, do you have any questions for the boys? No, I think uh gives me some motivation to rebrew that West Coast Pills and Good. Send it back, and then maybe. Uh, actually, I had sent a re- pretty much the same recipe of the German pills two years ago, and scored better. So I have to revisit that recipe and that episode okay. and see if do. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. Well, yeah, like yeah. Well, I'm um, glad you're doing it. I appreciate that. I appreciate you coming back for more abuse. Coming with a hybrid <laughs> hybrid recipe between the today. two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, look, man, you know. I'm glad there was it one happens. bottle that came. Uh, I'm glad yeah. I got it. <laughs> I really like yeah. a good hoppy pills. You had Honestly, a pretty good I, I would have been grin on your face. <laughs> <laughs> I would have been disappointed if I got it. Like, oh, what am I going to do with this? You know what I mean? Yeah. So go throw okay. away those the random caps that you got from wherever. And, uh, yeah. And yeah. Chuckle. Those are the gold uh, ones. Recycle. Yeah. Them. Yep. Yep. The gold yeah. ones. Um, all right, John. Well, if that's it, we'll let you go, man. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. Cool, it man. doesn't sound like it, but appreciate we appreciate it. you gave us your beer. Absolutely, <laughs> it does. Yeah, no, it was fun well, chat. Hopefully, with people you. can learn from the the crown cap. I had no Check idea. Check the caps, brothers. Yeah. yeah. Yes. All right. Uh, with that, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back and we're going to wrap things up here on Doctor Homebrew. Hang on, we'll be right back. Hello, fellow BNers. This is Sully from the 21st Amendment Brewery located in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park. Before Nico and I opened the 21A and before I was a professional brewer, I homebrewed on my small four-burner apartment stove in a back house in Santa Monica, California, making my extract brews before graduating to the daunting idea of all-grain brewing. Homebrew books and information was hard to come by back then. The internet hadn't been invented yet, along with other things we take for granted today, like electricity and potable water. One thing I wish I had back then when I was learning was a radio show that could teach me the ins and outs of brewing and answer questions that I had about homebrewing, a resource for making great craft beer. The 21st Amendment Brewery is excited to be a proud sponsor of Dr. Homebrew, a great show that teaches you what you need to know about making incredible beer. Good stuff. Listen up, you might learn something. I certainly did. And thanks for your support. Tasty Crack Games. Now, back to the examination. All right, thanks for sticking around, everybody. We are going to wrap things up here. If you want to be a contestant, I guess, or whatever, a guest, a, a beer brewer person on Dr. Homebrew, email brian at thebrewingnetwork.com. 
and he will get you all sorted out. We take anything fermented. I mean, you know what? I wonder if anything unfermented. If you want to send us our mo- a mocktail that you're working on or a canned cocktail or a bottled cocktail, do that too, baby. Whatever you want, we will sit and we will judge it. And if we don't know what this thing is, we'll find somebody who does and we'll, we'll pull them in on the show. And we want to help you out. We want to help you produce the best liquids possible. You know what I mean? That's, you know, if you want to just take your wort and put it in a two liter you know, Coke bottle, uh, the plastic ones, you put that top on, mail it to us and see if it explodes on the way. But we'll, we'll, we'll taste your work or we'll taste whatever it makes on, sure. on the way to us or we'll clean up know, our, our living room after it explodes in our face. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, send uh, any forced wart tests to Brian Shaw. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One, two, three, fake street. <laughs> America, USA. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, sounds good. All right, everybody, we are going to get out of here then. Thank you very much for supporting the show. If you are listening live, hang on just a sec. We have our good friend Barry from Lucky Envelope Brewing in Seattle, which I believe is somewhere in Ohio. And uh, he's going to come on. We're talking uh, a bunch of cool beer and uh, judging stuff. And, you know, to be honest with you, I don't really think we settled on on exactly a topic, but it's fine. We'll figure it out because Barry is a wealth of knowledge. So hang on with that. And uh, until next time, we'll see you guys later. Cheers.